Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome to the Midweek Report. I'm your host, J.W. First, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken spoke virtually at the Three Seas Initiative Summit. He delivered a speech by video to representatives several to representatives of several European Union member nations in Latvia on Monday. He appeared to give them advice the Biden administration isn't taking itself. Lincoln emphasized energy independence and developing infrastructure despite the administration killing energy projects on U.S. soil. He acknowledged that increasing energy independence will make countries less vulnerable to coercion from Russia through oil exports. The region's roads, rails, and airfields have been used by NATO to move personnel and equipment in order to reinforce the alliance's eastern flank, a stated Secretary of State. They've been used to get life-saving humanitarian and secretary, or security assistance sorry, into Ukraine and to get nearly 6 million civilians out of Ukraine, most of whom have found refuge and remarkable generosity in your countries. Lincoln also touted the critical importance of strong transportation infrastructure amid Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He also said the U.S. will commit new funding to the Three Seas Initiative Fund. Next, authorities in Texas are searching for the suspect in connection with the shooting, which left two people dead and five others injured. The San Antonio Police Department said a drive-by shooter opened fire while a family was barbecuing in their front yard Saturday night. It sounded like fireworks because none of that ever happens here, a young man who lives down the street said. Police said about 20 to 30 shots came from the vehicle. They added that the two victims were women and the remaining five were men. Two men were killed and five uh, others were transported to the hospital with wounds from gunfire. Police said authorities noted fix, uh, sorry, noted six children were inside the home and all were left unharmed. I still hear the little girl screaming. She was just screaming. I could hear a lady screaming and I mean it was it was like a nightmare. You're not safe anywhere, not even at church, not even at school. It's getting bad, it's getting worse, an anonymous neighbor expressed. While there is no clear motive, officials believe the shooting may be related to another incident due to the vehicle matching a description. Investigators believe the incident was not random but targeted. Our hearts go out to those that family that lost those two members and hopefully they can find out who did it and why. But uh, next, Trump endorsed Katie Britt, made her final plea to voters. She made her case for why she is the best candidate to serve the U.S. Senate seat in Alabama and aim to take on Washington elites. As she spoke to Breitbart News, the Trump-backed candidate stressed she will fight for the hardworking people of the cotton state. Britt said she has shifted along with Republican voters from a party run by big business to a party run by the people. She lamented people in Washington don't get the struggles of the average American. I think these carrier politicians, career politicians just don't get it anymore, expressed Britt. They've been there too long and, they're just, and they just don't understand what hardworking people are going through. People cannot afford gas. We must become not only energy independent, but energy dominant. Every dollar the government spends, the dollar in our pocket is worthless. Britt went on to vow to bring back several America First policies, especially when it comes to securing the southern border. 
He said President Joe Biden's failed foreign policies in countries, including Afghanistan, are exacerbating the migrant crisis and are radicalizing terrorists who are illegally entering the U.S. Additionally, Britt said she will work to pass legislation that aims to reduce immigration and create a merit-based system for foreigners to become American citizens. You can go all the way back to Ted Kennedy's 1965 Immigration and Neutralization Act. You you see the shift that occurred there, and it wasn't for the better. Uh, We've got to stand up for hardworking Alabamians and Americans. we got to end the chain migration system and create an actual merit-based immigration system. We've got to find a way to increase wages so that people can provide for their family and have a pathway to success. Meanwhile, several Republicans have backed Britt's bid for Senate in favor of her primary opponent and current Congressman Mo Brooks. Uh, Trump unendorsed Brooks earlier this year over the representative's lackluster stance on election integrity and lambasted him for having no loyalties but to himself. However, after Britt got the Trump bump, she received glowing endorsements from high-profile Republicans, including South Carolina Senator Tim Scott and Trump's former White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Several America First candidates, including Adam Laxalt in Nevada, Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, and J.D. Vance in Ohio, won in their primaries and are headed to the November general election. Britt hopes this new band of America First patriots will coalesce to make America great again. The runoff election between Britt and Brooks is expected to take place Tuesday. Next, top House Democrat is already making contingency plans for if President Joe Biden decides to not to run in 2024 elections. Speaking on CNN on Monday, House Democrat Whip James Clyburn said his number one choice to replace Biden on the Democrat ticket would be his border czar Kamala Harris. He went on to backpedal his position and claimed a Biden presidency is what America needs right now. You know, there's no question in my mind that Joe Biden is doing exactly what he needs, what needs to be done for this great country of ours, Clyburn replied. We all know that our democracy is teetering on edge. We need a Joe Biden to get us through this rough patch, and I think he's doing great with that. We know that his forecast includes Vice President Harris. I support her. I'm just saying that if he chooses not to run again, first on my list after him would be Kamala Harris. This comes amid reports that Democrats are increasingly skeptical as of a possible Biden run in 2024, as he has vowed to run again. Democrats are also expected to lose in this year's midterms. Americans have began to decry Biden's handling of the economy, foreign policy, and the social issues facing of social issues facing America. I think a lot of a lot depends upon what the issues are after the midterm elections, he explained. What kind of impact his policies will have on the outcome of that election, and I think that he will make a decision based upon that. I think that Democratic voters will be doing that as well. Everybody knows that none of us are getting any younger. We all tend to adjust our activities based upon what time it is at any given juncture. He'll do the same. However, Clyburn did admit that Biden is at an advanced age and he may not be up for a second term. Next, a manhunt is underway for three inmates who escaped from a federal prison camp in Virginia. 
On Saturday morning, authorities discovered the inmates missing from the Federal Correctional Complex in Petersburg. The inmates went missing from a satellite camp in Hopewell, southeast of Richmond. The inmates have been identified as Corey Branch, Lamont Willis, and Kareem Allen Shaw. They range in age from 30 to 46 and were serving time for various offenses, including illegal drug and firearm possession. Branch is serving 13 years for intent to distribute fentanyl and felon in possession of a firearm. Willis is serving an 18-year sentence for possessing and concealing a stolen firearm and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Shaw is serving 16 years, a 16-year sentence for a conspiracy to sell heroin. The U.S. Marshals and FBI are assisting local law enforcement with the search and investigation. The group of escaped inmates was originally four, but one has turned himself in. Um, you see the other two make sure you notify your local police department and stay safe next staffing issues forced american airlines to cut service to three u.s cities beginning september 7th american will no longer offer service to toledo ohio ithaca new york and islip new york due to pilot shortages shortages in response to the regional pilot shortage affecting the airline industry, American Airlines has made a dif the difficult decision to end service. American Airlines spokeswoman Andrea Coos said in a statement, We're extremely grateful for the care and service our team members provided to our customers in Inslip, Ithaca, and Toledo, and are working closely with them during this time. The decision came on the heels of, a thousand, of thousands of flight cancellations and delays in recent months. More and more people are traveling for the first time since the pandemic, putting a strain on the industry. The airline also said they are making changes to, to eight other routes, uh, which they claim will better match the current demand environment. The new PSA agreements will not only help PSA hire and retain quality pilots, but will set the standard for other regional carriers to follow suit, John Ebert, chair of the Alpha's PSA pilot group stated. Multiple airlines have begun to cut flights from their daily schedule. Delta Airlines cut 100 flights between July 1st and August 7th. Southwest Airlines cut 20,000 flights. Large numbers of Americans are taking trips for the first time since the start of the pandemic. This has caused travel demand to surge. Transportation Security Administration said it, it screened about 2.44 million people at airports on Friday, a total greater than any day, other day since November 28, 2021. Uh, airline executives are also struggling to keep up with rising fuel costs, which has left them little choice but to increase fares. Next, the messaging seems to be clear among e economists within the Biden administration. Don't say recession. They appear to be reluctant to say a recession is looming, despite warning the economy is likely to slow down. Several of Biden's economists are, were scattered around on several corporate news outlets where they asserted inflation will likely not come down to the Federal Reserve's 2% target and the U.S. economy will slow down. Yet a recession is not inevitable. Uh, president of the Cleveland Federal, Loretta Mester, said she agreed with Fed Chair Chairman Jerome Powell 
that the central bank cannot do much more than it already has done. Powell announced last week that the Fed is going to hike the interest rate by 75 basis points, which is 50% more than they originally planned. Master asserted this will aim to moderate demand for goods and services so that it can get back in balance with the supply side of the economy. However, she went on to blame external factors for high prices of gas while pointing to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Of course, there are other things going on as well, said Mester. The Ukraine situation, which is a tragedy, has really led to the prices. Other things were moving on the supply side as well. No doubt supply conditions remain constrained longer than I think anyone thought. Meanwhile, Secretary Treasurer, Treasury Janet Yellen echoed the administration's talking point that the economy under Biden was booming until it suddenly went bust. Yellen claimed the labor market is the strongest in decades despite record number of people quitting their jobs. She also blamed Russia for America's high energy and food prices. She stressed the way... Uh, the only way to manage the economy, economic crisis is to submit to Biden's climate agenda. I think that producers were partly caught unaware by the strength of the recovery in the economy and weren't ready to meet the needs of the economy, Yellen expressed. High prices should induce them to increase supplies over time and look at some medium-term matter. Uh, the way in which we can assure reasonable energy expenses for households is to move to renewables to address climate change. That's the way to free us from geopolitical movements and gas prices. <clears throat> Additionally, Director of the National Economic, e Economic sorry, Council, Brian Dees, downplayed the negative impacts of Biden's economic policies. He noted the long discredited practice of calling the sky-high inflation rates as transitory and also tried to say there are immensely positive things Biden has done. We need to navigate through this transition in a way that gets us to stable growth without giving up on all the economic gains that we've made, expressed Dees. However, former the U.S. Pre uh, Treasury Secretary under President Bill Clinton, Larry Summers, said a recession is in fact on the horizon. Many experts have credited Summers as one of the most prophetic uh, prof prophetic critics who accurately predicted the eco economic crisis coming into fruition. He asserted that record inflation, food, and energy prices are all signs that point to a recession. The former top economist, economist said there are several things the government can do to pull out of the economic crisis. If at long last we have some kind of bipartisan budget bill with three elements, stated Summers, reduction of pharmaceutical prices put in place, the partial repeal of the Trump tax cuts and more energy supply approach. In the meantime, the Fed is gearing up to unleash another massive interest rate hike if the inflation rate that will concur continue to soar. Uh, critics of the Biden administration have urged officials to stop playing the blame game and work towards fixing their mistakes. Several polls have shown American voters are looking to make a change in the midterm elections that they want to see better economic policies in America. Next, officials from the Biden administration have reported an alarming number of unaccompanied migrant children attempting to cross the U.S.-Mexico border. Just in the month of May, Border Patrol agents apprehended more than 14,000 of, of unaccompanied minors. 
This represents an increase of nearly 22% since April and the largest month since July 2021, which peaked to nearly 19,000. Although Biden plans to combat the crisis with his Los Angeles Declaration Plan, analysts doubt his measures will make any difference as they do not appear to directly, directly address the issue. First, stability and assistance, making sure that communities welcoming refugees can afford to care for them, to educate them, medical, medical care, shelter, and job opportunities, stated the president. Uh, <clears throat> stated the president. Second, increasing pathways for legal migration throughout the region, as well as protections for refugees. However, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis made additional efforts to protect his state from Biden's immigration crisis. On Friday, he directly addressed the issue, announcing his petition to the Florida Supreme Court to create a statewide grand jury to investigate human smuggling networks. The purpose of the grand jury will be to investigate uh, individuals and organizations that are actively working with foreign nationals, drug cartels, coyotes to illegal some, illegally smuggle minors, some as young as two years old, across the border and into Florida, DeSantis explained. This is just wrong, what they're doing, and we are going to go after it. The grand jury will also investigate the methods that these smugglers use to transport so-called unaccompanied alien children across the southern border and any criminal activity that is associated with these operations. Among his other initiatives is to sign a bill that penalizes contractors hired by the federal government that transports unauthorized immigrants to Florida. In Biden's fiscal year of 2021 alone, Customs and Border Protection reported 1.7 million encounters with illegal migrants at the southern border, which is the highest number ever recorded in a single year. This came despite his pledge to fix the immigration crisis he claimed former President Donald Trump uh, created. Currently, the average number of unaccompanied children apprehended is nearly 14,000 per month. Next. Missouri Senate candidate Eric Greitens is facing backlash for his recent campaign video with both Facebook and Twitter censoring him for it. The 38-second ad shows the retired Navy SEAL holding the, co the, the cocking gun, holding a cocking, holding and cocking a gun, while urging constituents to order their Rhino Republicans in name only permits. Uh, Greens went on to suggest it's open season for Republicans caving to the left as of Monday. The video had already received 2.7 million views. Both Facebook and Twitter said it violated their rules with Facebook going as far as to remove the video completely. The ad is still viewable on Twitter, but it was flagged it but it was flagged for abusive behavior. However, the platform noted it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible. Meanwhile, Greeton's team said if anyone doesn't get the metaphor, they are either they're either lying or dumb. Next, President Joe Biden is facing backlash for saying higher gas prices are a good opportunity for the country to transition to green energy. While speaking to reporters at a Delaware beach Monday, he defended his approach to runaway inflation and his so-called clean energy policies. My dear mother used to have this expression, for everything lousy, something good will happen if you look hard enough for it, Biden stated. We have a chance here to make a fundamental turn towards renewable energy, electric vehicles, not just electric vehicles, but across 
not just electric vehicles, but across the board. His comments are immediately interrupted as tone, interpreted as tone-deaf most Americans who are now paying more than $5 a gallon for gas. The president said he will decide by the end of the week whether to pause the federal gas tax. Meanwhile, House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn appears to break with some of the White House's claims about the economy. During an interview Monday, the, the Democrats said, For a lot of people, we are in a recession. He added, If you can't afford gas, you are in a recession. Clyburn's comments appear to contradict President Biden's insistence that a recession is not inev inevitable as his administration attempts to alleviate high inflation. Despite Biden's claims, recent polling indicates most Americans already believe the nation is in a recession. Next, and returning back to what Clyburn stated about uh, Biden's possible run for re-election, uh, a top House Democrat is already making contingent plans should Joe Biden decide not to run in the 2024 presidential election. While speaking to reports Monday, House Democrat Whip James Clyburn said his number one choice to replace Biden on the Democrat ticket would be Vice President Kamala Harris, like I said earlier. Uh, but meanwhile, David Gurgin, who served as an advisor to four presidents, reiterated his belief that Biden and Donald Trump should not run for president in 2024. Gurgin added Biden, who's currently 79 years old, and Trump, who is now 76, should step back from these elections because of their age. Take office, the most complex office in the world and most powerful office in the world, one where, you know, the president makes one mistake in judgment and there can be calamitous results. Uh, he explained, I think that someone who is in their 80s is not an appropriate person to be making those kinds of decisions over a four-year period. Virgin went on to say that a president's age and the challenges that come with it needs to be explored full by more fully by medical professionals. I just think it's a mistake for either party to put forward people who are going to be essentially trying to run the country in their 80s, he noted. In the meantime, the Wall Street Journal recently reported that Democrat insiders are skeptical of a possible Biden run in 2024, but are reluctant to come forward uh, and oust him. They said their concern lies with Biden's age and spiraling approval ratings as the Biden administration is overseeing record high inflation rates, gas, and food prices. Other, <coughs> sorry. Other reports have noted the large appetite for Republican policies as ex experts predict the red wave is coming this November. Polls have shown Americans want new leadership in the White House, one that puts the people first. Next, and finally, GOP representative, representatives welcomed newly elected Texas Republican uh, Myra Flores uh, with open arms. In a ceremony held on Tuesday, Flores was sworn in the House Minority Leader, sworn in the House and Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy making the historical announcement. Flores made history by becoming the first Mexican-born woman to hold a seat in Congress. This came one week after she won a special election with over 51% of the vote for Texas's 34th district, which predominantly leaned Democrat until up until her historic victory. Nothing's greater than the American story. Nothing is greater than My Myra Flores' story. Uh, 
said McCarthy. It's not just that she was born in Mexico. It's not just what she was able to achieve. But think about this, the seat in which she won. It is a seat that a Republican Party has not had in more than 100 years of the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, Flores, who is the daughter of a GOP organizer, had the following message for Democrat politicians. I was born in Burgos, Tamaulipas, Tamaulipas, Mexico. Uh, Raised with strong values to always put God and family first, she stated. My father, Sal Flores, uh, moved us to the United States because of the promise of America. He told me, in this country, if you work hard and you can accomplish anything. My story proves he is right. Right now, our people are struggling. They are taken for granted. That ends now. She believes her story can inspire others to achieve the American dream despite the current rhetoric surrounding so-called white privilege. I am a proud Border Patrol wife and a mother fighting for a better future for our children, Flores continued. I want to inspire every child that today is working in the fields, strawberry, onions, cotton field, and you name it. I want you to know that you can become a congressman, a congresswoman, if you work hard. Flores will fill the vacated seat until January, but it is but is set to square off against Democrat Representative Vicente Gonzalez in the general election in November. So, all the luck. And, uh, setting records, or, you know, making history. But yeah, like she said, anything is possible with hard work and determination. Especially in America. Oh, it's rough right now, but hopefully we'll see. Hopefully the light at the end of the tunnel is coming. But uh, just hold tight. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. And, uh, yeah. That concludes the Midweek Report. I've been your host, JWR. Remember, stay informed, stay involved, keep America first, and I will see you all Sunday.